Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like, why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Lynn Colby, Editorial Director at Cursed Dragonship Publishing. Our guest this week is DM Gilmore, writer of cyberpunk and fantasy and friend to monsters. Dan is a Canadian author, and as a game developer and a queer man with ADHD, he creates fun characters and a whole lot of dragons that represent young men like him and those on the autism spectrum. If he's not your favorite writer now, he will be after. <laughs> I mean, you have to dance to horns, right? Oh, yeah, I know. The jingle's great. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. So welcome, Dan. Welcome so much to our modest little podcast here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. We have 20 questions ready to go. And of course, we will interrupt with any audience questions. So remember, audience, please put the questions in chat and we will pull them up as we go along. All right. I get to start, though, because, you know, my name's on the thing. I, get, I have, have privileged process. right. It's right. Totally agree. All right. First question. Where do you get your ideas? Okay, so this I prepared an answer for this one, and it's a little heavy. That's okay. So I like it. It's no secret that a lot of my main characters, my protagonists, are non-human. They're either monsters or go through a monstrous transformation at some point during the story. So the reason for this is because monsters are how I saw myself a lot growing up. When I was a kid, you know, I, I knew I was queer from a very young age. Uh, I knew I was different, both because of autism and ADHD at a very young age. I had difficulty relating to other kids, other people. And uh, I filled that up with monsters. So while other kids were idolizing like Spider-Man and Superman, my heroes were Dracula and Frankenstein and the Wolfman. Because I saw myself in the monsters and how other people didn't understand them. And I wanted to create characters that... Other kids like myself, other people like myself can see themselves in, but could also convey that experience to people who maybe aren't on the spectrum or maybe not queer. I love so, uh, that. That is a great answer. Because you have the whole, because you have friend, of, you know, that you're a friend of monsters thing. So now it makes me, it's not just, you know, you're a friend of dragons and griffins. It's like kids who see themselves as monsters. You're their friend. You're there to be their ally. I love yeah. that. That's beautiful. And a friend to monsters because uh, I am one. You're like, I get you, kid. I get it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, Helen. Helen sends you hugs. Oh, thanks, Helen. Yeah, Greg That's likes that. it too. It's Spike Cat said monsters are cool. They are monsters mm -hmm. are cool. That's why I write about them so much. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're so cool. I agree. I love them. Mm -hmm. So, as um, reading, speaking of the monsters in your stories, the uh, Lazy Scales series. So this looks like uh, middle grade novels. What what age group would you put YA. them at? Middle grade YA. It's a, it's a little y bit more violent than typical uh, middle grade would go. So I'd put it more into YA territory. Okay. That's awesome. So in that character, you have Lewis turn into a dragon. So now I understand why. So that's a brilliant metaphor to use. Yeah. Um, well, I was wondering if you could turn into anything that was not human, what would you choose? I'm, I'm just going to say dragon. Come on. See, it's the obvious I... answer, <laughs> but uh, it's also the most accurate. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon works for you. Well, Lewis. Yeah. Didn't you? You said you have dragons up there, don't you? I have all over the place, all over the bedroom. There's a, there's a grumpy boy over there. There's three spirals over here. There's Jabberwock on my shirt. Oh. 
It's like I have them covered. Dragons are my friend. They are. Um, you're dragons are cool. You know, they're big, they're strong, uh, they're smart too, which is you know, right, the quality that you don't often see portrayed in monsters. So that's true. I think it might be why dragons have a special place in our heart. For sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so a with this dragon support in the chat there, so appreciate that. That's right. You're the right audience if you like dragons. This is the Absolutely. right podcast for you. It's almost a requirement. We should have a questionnaire. Do you like dragons? If they say no, we're like, you're out. Listen, I endorse this. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we wouldn't do that, would we? Because we want people to come and it's fun if you're just here. Oh, for now, sure. If you go on a rampage against dragons, now we have an issue. <laughs> yeah, then we'll have some words. That's right. That's a whole nother story. Um, you have Lewis. So he turns into a dragon by surprise. So it's not mm-hmm. like he was born a dragon. You know, sometimes you no. get the characters that are half dragon, half human. And, you know, they go through like, like a werewolf, right? They go through transitions. But Lewis, he turns into a dragon by surprise. And so, then he doesn't uh, know what to did. tell his parents. How did you work <laughs> out that dynamic? Uh, so with with Lewis, uh, I wanted to tell the stereotypical coming out as gay story without it strictly being coming out as gay. So clever. Uh-huh. So uh, mild spoilers, but in book, book three is literally the coming out story. Lewis is coming out to his parents as a dragon. Mm. While his bisexual best friend is, you know, urging him to do this because he can't hide forever. True. But True. I, I also want to touch on because uh, Drake and Lazy Scales, the two series that I have, um, mm-hmm. they share a similar theme where the main character turns into a dragon person, but they approach it through very different angles. So mm-hmm. with Lewis, it's uh, akin to being on uh, being queer. For mm-hmm. Asher, the protagonist of the Center of Magical Affairs series, uh, it's approached from a more of an autistic angle where. Uh, his his dragon form, his drake form, uh, it's his mask. It's how it's, he appears outwards so that other people don't think he, there's something wrong with him. It's a, a sort of a thing. Sorry. Uh, so autistic masking, just a quick crash course. Um, okay. There are certain things people on the autism spectrum do that okay. sometimes they get bullied for, they get you know harassed for. Masking is just pretending you don't have those. So for Asher being... A dragon being a drake that is mm-hmm. his mask that is how he wants other people to perceive him so they don't think there's something not necessarily wrong with him but that he's different hmm. that's so, very interesting i hadn't heard that term before there. i um, like it i'm probably not putting it in the best words because i'm talking fast and doing a, a crash course but honestly if you if you do want to know more about um behaviors of people on the autism autism spectrum i do mm-hmm. highly recommend uh looking up masking because it is exhausting <laughs> masking <laughs> is an exhausting process huh i'm very curious about that now i must look it up well i love that you have these diverse characters and they're so it's based on experience right so it's not like you saw something on tv and decided you want to imitate it so i love that authenticity to it but when you write someone that isn't like you do you have um other people you have that you trust to read it to see how authentic uh, it is Yes, actually, uh, mm-hmm. I do. Ha- I did have sensitivity readers because I did introduce a trans character in the Lazy Scale series, and I did. Excellent. I did ask for some advice on how to approach her story, because I wanted to get it right. Because trans characters, that. in any form of media, are so mm-hmm. seldom. You know, it, it's it's a topic so seldom approached, mm-hmm. and it, trans people exist. That to mm-hmm. deny that they exist is wrong. Mm-hmm. To exclude them from fantasy is wrong. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to include a trans character. 
and I wanted to approach it as best as I could. That's awesome. That's always the tough part. We want to have diverse characters, but sometimes we're a little afraid to do them if we don't know how to do it right. So good for you. Let's see. Yeah, Corvus likes your description, so I think you did well. <laughs> yes. Oh, and Helen, Helen says thanks for the diversity. Yeah, we do appreciate it. Let's see. Do you have any writer events or conventions you're looking forward to this year? Unfortunately, because of COVID, everything that was going to happen this year has been canceled. No! Uh, I, was originally, I was originally supposed to go to uh, Fan Expo last year, and I was hoping to go again this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, because of uh, circumstances, they were all not happening. I don't oh. have anything else slated right now. I would love to do uh, cons and like book signings and stuff like that. It is unfortunately mm-hmm. not in the cards for me at the moment. I- I'm hoping maybe Fan Expo-, Expo can happen next year. We'll see. And where is Fan Expo? Uh, Fan Expo is the local uh, science fiction, fantasy, and comic book convention here in Toronto. Uh, think of it like Comic Con, but in Toronto. Excellent. That's the easiest way to put it. We're we always looking have, at uh, new conventions to go to. Nice. Oh, Anime North, not Anime North. Uh, Fan Expo <laughs> is definitely uh, the one to go. It, it's not as big as like uh, Dragon Con, mm-hmm. but it's probably one of the largest cons in Canada. I would love to come to Dragon Con in Atlanta, Spikette. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. get a lot of time off work. And uh, I also have, you know, borders to deal with, COVID to deal with right now. Yeah, right now I'm it's sure difficult, but uh, for yes, your day job. I would love to come to the States. Yes. Well, for your day job, you're a, a game designer, right? I mean, Dragon Con's perfect for yeah. that. Uh, so we, I, I make Facebook games, which is kind of a different audience than Dragon Con. But uh, yes, I would very much love to come to Dragon Con. Yeah, I think that would be That's perfect. definitely on my radar as something I would like to do. Yeah, I think you need to tell your company they need to, like, you know, step it up. They should send you. You can be in they some panels. They usually go to uh, awesome. a game developers conference every year, but uh, again, because of similar circumstances, they weren't able to go for the past couple of years. <gasps> these circumstances have not been fun yeah, yeah texas we're in texas right so a lot of it's opened up dragon con is happening again but with more limited numbers so these things are happening so at least we get to go to a couple but mm-hmm. yeah it's been quite difficult yeah unfortunately stuff has been preemptively canceled here uh, because i didn't know how things would turn out honestly things mm-hmm. are looking pretty good out there for us right now so maybe something will happen that's positive well, they said they just opened the border for um, expats and Canadian um, citizens. So that can actually cross. We poor Americans can't do it yet, but at least. So it's, it's a little, they're opening a few things at a time. I didn't include COVID in the books because I didn't want to deal with, uh, you know, pandemic and dragons. That seems like too much of a crossover. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, though. That could be a fun one. Like, do dragons get it? Do they not get it? I mean, a dragon I, mask. I, think of the style. It'd have to hook to uh, their horns. A whole bunch of stuff. I, I, I intentionally avoided certain real-life events just because there's some crossover that you just you kind of don't want to touch on in a fantasy story because it's going to date itself really fast. Hmm. And also, I'm not sure people living in the middle of a pandemic want to read a book about that very same pandemic. Can you tell that to all the submissions I keep getting? That would be awesome. 
I, I knew you were going to say something like that, because of course it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm like, no, I want to print fun stuff, for gosh sakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want COVID in my fantasy stories. I want more dragons. <laughs> it's more fun anyways. Exactly. No, I have the, uh, that's, I mean, that is the, a lot of us are asking ourselves, should we put it in or not? And it really depends on what you write, because my paranormal thriller is contemporary. So I don't think I'm going to be able to get away with not putting, not putting it in for the, for book three. First book does not have it. That was before the pandemic. Second book will. I did not put specific years in there, but it just, it doesn't feel authentic to not address it. So I haven't decided it's not till book three. So I will deal with that later. Burn that bridge when I get to it is what we like to say. Yeah, that. I'm going to say something a little risky here, but uh, in the spirit of of not denying that queer and trans people exist, you can't deny that COVID exists and happened. This is a very real thing that people, you know, suffer through. Mm -hmm. We've just, it's been like 18 months of this and uh, oh, Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's very tiring. Yeah, I still go to a place like should I get fully vaccinated, right? I still go in and think, should I wear a mask? Should I not wear a mask? What's going on? I don't even know I'm what gonna, to do anymore. I, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm still wearing a mask. Yep. <laughs> right? It's just, and I know, I mean, I'm in Texas. I know a great number of people around me have not been. I guarantee it. So my how my whole household is, but that, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tough. But that's not fun. We're not here to talk about COVID. You nope, we just sort of fell into that. <laughs> we did. It happens. Conversations. But I'm wondering, because with the conventions, when you do go to them, do you have anything special you wear or anything that makes you feel like a writer? Do you have like a costume or do you have a cosplay or do you like I always dress professional because it makes me feel like, you know, I'm professional. <laughs> um, I don't have mm-hmm. anything uh, like the like a uniform or anything. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this this is probably the closest I have. <laughs> the Jabberwock shirt. So dragons are required, which makes total sense to me. Yeah, I mean, like I've got Spyro cap up there. I've got a couple other dragon shirts in, in the drawer. But uh, this is probably the nicer one. Got it. It's awesome. Well, thanks for wearing your fancy clothes for our podcast. I have to dress up. I have I to be as it. fancy as possible. <laughs> <laughs> We're very posh around here. Oh, yes. hold on. Let me do that right. Oh. Okay, there. The Ta-da! <laughs> Uh-oh. Did we lose your sound? Uh, no. I'm... Oh, no, I gotcha. I gotcha. Oh. Nice. <laughs> I just wasn't nice. saying anything. Ah, oh, see? I was confused. I didn't know what to do now. Yeah. Um, let's see. Well, we you talked a little about Drake, and that's your series, The Center of Magical, Fair, uh, Magical, Magical Affairs. Magical Affairs, yeah. Which I love yeah. that you spelled center, C-E-N-T-R-E. I love that. It's a Canadian spelling. I love it. Yeah, that one um, takes place in Toronto, so Canadian spelling. <laughs> I think it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, so magic, you use magic as the same as computer code. Yes. And how did you work out the world dynamic? How did you work that out? So, like with magic as computer code, you mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the setting, uh, magic has essentially replaced all forms of electricity. Instead of using like fossil fuels, solar power, it's magic. Mm-hmm. Everything is powered by magic. And the ru- number one rule of magic is mana always wants to take a shape. So a smart enough programmer can make mana take any shape they want. This is used for stuff like holograms, 
for you know casting spells like asher his big thing is that one of the big things he does in that first book is that he uses uh mana to actually put things back together instead of just you know throwing fireballs around he does that too because it's fun to throw fireballs around always and yes uh drake is just another word for dragon which is Mm -hmm. i will not deny that (laughs) there's also a fun little naming convention with the center of magical affairs series where the title of every book there's an a in the center because asher's at the center of all the magical affairs (laughs) (laughs) you'd be like why why are there only four books in this series? I couldn't come up with any more A in the center words. Oh no, I have, I have, I don't have the list on me right now, but I have like eight titles. <laughs> I have eight titles prepared. Uh, I love that. I actually have not touched on cryptocurrency in the Center of Magical Affairs series, but that is something I should probably think about because I do think that is that that's a cool angle we could touch on. I, yes, I think you that know, would be fun to explore. Yeah, he he was answering Helen's question. What would happen if they try to mine Bitcoin in Center of Magical Affairs? Yeah, that oh, would be sorry, cool. I should... I'm not reading the questions out loud. That's okay. Just for the podcast people, right? Just so the podcast people know. Yeah. So I love, please interact with the audience. It's more fun. They see me every week. So, um, and then, but just, we just like to read it just to so the podcast people who don't see what's going on. That, that right. they get all the questions too. Plus I have to count them. Otherwise I'll ask you like 90 questions. Oh, and we'll have to change the title. We'll need new marketing. I mean, it'll be annoying. I've already lost count. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, I didn't. (laughs) Um, This series, so the series we're talking about, the Center of Magical Affairs, it's listed as urban fantasy cyberpunk. Mm -hmm. So what can readers expect from this crossover genre? So I draw a lot of elements from both the cyberpunk and the urban fantasy genres in different respects. So like urban fantasy, there's a lot of uh, noir tropes that are being uh, pulled in there's always a mystery in every book something is wrong or something that people don't expect is happening and mm-hmm. asher is typically being forced to figure out why or how it's happening and mm-hmm. where the cyberpunk elements come in is that there's a lot of transhumanism involved so uh the aforementioned drakes uh come in two forms there's the people who are born that way and have no choice and then the people who choose that form and the subject of is it ethical to choose that form when other people are forced to be that way comes up mm-hmm. rather frequently uh there's <laughs> so that's a lot of where the cyberpunk is and also techno magic has been a trope in cyberpunk for a very long time if you can go back to shadow run technology and magic meshing together has been a very common mainstay in the genre so it's a very natural fit to put the two genres together i completely agree it's really fun that's how these new exciting things come we must mesh things together we didn't think go together and then totally do mm-hmm. So I love it. And it's not, we've seen other books. My, my husband might remember the name. I don't remember what it is. Um, that there was another one where he used programming as magic. So I just, I really like that. It's such a fun concept. So I, I love that you did that. Wizbiz. That's it, Wizbiz. That's cool. That's a cool name. I like that. I'll have to look that up later. Yeah, but, so that uh, was yeah, really using, fun. Uh, using like programming as magic, you get mm-hmm. to do a lot of little fun things. Like you get to have your character uh, sit down and craft their own spells a lot, which is, it's just really cool. It's a great way to show off how a, a character is just, they're smart. I'm trying to find the right way to say it. It's a good way of showing off how smart a character is because they're solving problems under their own power. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's a good comparison here? So typically when a character is solving problems with magic, they're either, they're like doing research to find the right spell for the job. Mm-hmm. But with programming as magic, you get to have the characters building 
the solution from their own knowledge or doing research to find pieces to the puzzle. It it, it flips the trope of finding the right spell for the job on its head. And it's really fun. And it's really cool. Hmm. Hey, Draconian suggests that we put CryptoPunk in the future where humans have been put in a matrix pod to use their brain power to mine cryptocurrency. I mean, that might use less power. It could work. I mean, we might finally be able to get these video cards we've been waiting for, right? I mean, uh, the human brain does have more, like, uh, storage space than any hard drive in existence right now. So it's not like it's the... (laughs) I think it could totally work. See, Greg is like, yeah, environmentally friendly. This totally works. Mm -hmm. We're doing it. That's right. It's like it's happening. That's it. Book five. The original plot of the Matrix. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It technically was. It's true. It's true. No, that's fun. I love that. Do you see the ideas? You get creative people together and we all come up with fun, fun things that none of us have the time to finish. Oh, I mean, that (laughs) totally comes to life someday. I definitely Uh, finish every idea I put to paper. I definitely don't shelve experimental projects 10 chapters into them. And then wonder when I'll ever get the chance to get back to them. That's never happened, has it? No. No, no it, it totally no. doesn't happen. No, not like last week or anything. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Yep. <laughs> well, Every idea is perfect from the get-go. <laughs> well, I'm wondering when you're not turning children into dragons or stealing baby ones, because that's what happens in Drake, right? He has a baby dragon. He has to decide what to do with. What hobbies do you enjoy to refill your creative cup? Uh, I play a lot of video games, which should come as not much of a surprise. Uh, That's why you need so, Discord. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, so mm-hmm. I play a lot of... I'm playing through Control right now, which is really cool. It's uh, hmm. it's actually really similar to the Center of Magic Affairs. There's a lot of... It's kind of cyberpunky, kind of urban fantasy But it's also, if you've ever heard of the SCP Foundation, it, it's leaning into a lot of those... Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I could sit here and talk about that all night, but we don't have the time. <laughs> but uh, basically, imagine there's a government agency out there, and they handle all those horror monsters that like to pop up. That's the SCP okay. Foundation. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Every good story, if it lasts long enough, that's in the urban fantasy, comes up with one of those organizations eventually. So oh, absolutely. that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. That's the aforementioned Center of Magical Affairs. See? <laughs> there's always <laughs> one somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The IS in, in the Hollows, Kim Harrison, and yeah, one after another after another. Men of Letters with Supernatural. There's always someone. There's always one. Always one of them. The Vegas so, Medicine Government Agency is a favorite trope of mine. Nice. I mean, it's a trope for a reason, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you could spend the weekend with one of your characters, who would it be and where would you go? Oh, that's hard. That's tricky. Uh, one of my characters and where would we go? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, okay. This is going to be a bit of a hot take to my fan base because they are they are in the chat right now. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't spend uh, time with any of them. <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry. I put them through too much crap. I don't think they want to spend time with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I gave them PTSD. <laughs> Why would they want to spend any time with me? Oh, that's funny. No, Corvus is not accepting that answer. You must come up with a better one. <laughs> nah, he can see that. <laughs> He's like, no, no, I Sorry, get it. they can see that. 
Yeah, yeah. Dragonian said they'd just kick your butt. Yep. No. You're absolutely. the guy that did oh that gosh. to us? <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it would be deserved too. Oh my gosh. The things I put Lewis through. <laughs> oh, poor Lewis. Oh, especially Asher in the fourth book. Oh my god. That's not even out yet. He's doing some shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, you can curse, please. We're fine. Oh, I can? Yeah, yeah. You're good. No, you're good. This is the internet. The FCC has no domain here. <laughs> Freedom. Excellent. Yeah, the fact that I don't curse all the way through it is a miracle. So, um, so let's see. Florida Kevin wants to know what book or series is banging around in the back of your head, waiting for you to hurry up and finish what you're working on. Uh, so actually, currently there's no uh series that's waiting to be written because all three of them are in progress. So okay. Center of Magical Affairs, I, I work on at a bit of a leisurely pace. I do, you know. As I as I go, Lazy Skills main series is done. There are some spinoff books that I do want to eventually get to, but that can wait a little bit. Uh, it doesn't need to happen now. Uh, and then uh, the book I actually just signed with Atheon, uh, Fate and Freedom Online, which is a lit RPG, uh, that's in progress. I'm already working on that, so uh, it's all so going exciting. pretty good. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, that lit RPG has some uh, rabid fans, so that's fantastic. We've had a few yeah, authors on here. There's my fan base right now calling for spinoff books in the chat. <laughs> they want Rocktooth. They're fans of Rocktooth. Rocktooth is a character that shows up in book five of the Lazy Scale series. And he is he is a favorite. I, I like him quite a bit. Nice. All right. Let's see. I am super productive. I can write all mm -hmm. the things. Yeah. It's impressive. It is impressive. Someday. The um, so no weekend, none of your characters. It's so sad. So, what do you consider a vacation? What's vacation for you? Uh, vacation for me is basically just a couple days off from all work in general. So, not waking up at five a.m. to write, not going into the day job at nine a.m. It's you know just spending a day relaxing, really. So, no alarm is vacation for you. No, I'm gonna wake up at five a.m. regardless. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't get it confused the alarm is just a, is just a fail stuff i'll wake up then no matter what you're like i've been programmed okay <laughs> <laughs> i love it um so what's oh you know what we're on the speed round now we have the really good ones Ooh. so we need to know what's your favorite flavor of ice cream uh i'm gonna be boring and say french vanilla it's not boring because you said French vanilla. I mean, come on. Oui, c'est français. Et moi, je suis français alors. <laughs> uh, no. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Nein. Nein. That would be hilarious. I'll just keep speaking in German. You keep speaking in French, and I'm sure we won't lose anyone in the audience. French vanilla is what we call it when we want to pretend we're less boring. <laughs> hey, I have to give you, at least the vanilla is very, you know, it's uh, flexible. Yeah, it goes with everything. Listen, mm -hmm. you can't you can't put Rocky Road on an apple pie. I mean, you can, and it would probably Not. be delicious, but it's traditional to put vanilla ice cream. It just works better. It's meant to be. It's just really cold cream. It's perfect. Exactly. Exactly. So Almost speaking of food, as if it were iced cream. 
All right, smart ass. <laughs> I'm missing your point. Mm-hmm. Can you tell we're married? You can tell, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only for a little bit. Only 24 years. It's been a little while. The, um, so speaking of food, because this is one of my favorite things to talk about. What is the best thing you have ever or at least recently eaten? Oh, no, you're going to make me remember food. <laughs> yep. 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 Sorry. Food. Priorities. Okay. Um. I mean, I had chicken and waffles uh, a couple weeks ago. Not just regular chicken and waffles. It was spicy chicken and waffles. It had nice. hot sauce on it. It was really good. Yeah, I've had some, like, you know, pepper-infused maple syrup to go on the top of that. It's so Yeah, good. that's what we had, too. It was fantastic. And I actually really, I really like spicy food, so. But you're Canadian. Is that allowed? Uh, it's, it's more permitted lately. We, oh, we have a lot gotcha. more spicy places popping up. We have like a curry place in town. We have Thai food in town. And I'll go get like a pad thai occasionally because I really like pad thai. Nice. Yeah, I'm from outside Chicago and I couldn't handle spice at all. We're talking Midwest, Midwest. Ooh. And like Popeye's was too spicy for me. Oh, dear. But yes, uh huh, that's where I was. I'm so proud. <clears throat> Not. So I've now, however, lived 17 years in Houston. And uh, my spice is way <laughs> I'm much more tolerant now and actually look for it. So that's nice. It's glad to know. It's 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 good to, to know. <laughs> yeah. Helen says, uh, "Can I interest you to paprika?" <laughs> that was a crazy spice in the Midwest. Thank you very much. It was like, "Ooh, isn't that like a Polish spice? What's what with, what's up with paprika?" Yeah. Nope. Salt and pepper. I remember my husband went to a really really fancy steakhouse. I want to say in Nebraska, but I'm he'll correct me if I'm wrong. Um. That they didn't, they're like, it's just really good meat, but they didn't even salt it. We're like, um, you just ruined it. <laughs> you have to salt it. Even if you do nothing else, you have to salt it. It was one yeah. of the highest quality pieces of steak I have ever had ruined for me. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It was cooked beautifully. Perfectly cooked. No salt. The whole thing was just bland. Bland, 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 bland. Oh, goodness. That was awful. It's awful. Ridiculous. And it's not like you can add salt later. Then it just tastes like salt. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, you, you got salt in the cooking process. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah. Don't ruin meat. That cow sacrifice for us, we need to respect it. So, all right. Uh, we're, we're, we're in our important question phase. Can you tell? Yes. See? Okay. So next important question is coffee or tea? Coffee. A thousand percent coffee. Two cups percent. a day. Black as night and sweet as sin. Not usually sweet, though. <laughs> Not usually sweet. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I actually stopped drinking coffee with sugar uh, a while back because I was consuming too much sugar and I wanted to cut back. So I, I cut out the pop, switched to water, cut the sugar out of my coffee and just started drinking it black. Nice. Mm. I think I might have to do without coffee if it was black. I actually like the taste of coffee, so I'm just weird that way. No, you're not weird. There's a lot more of you than there is me, so you're fair. Um, how about hot or cold weather? Cold. Cold. I will, Especially I will now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I will happily take cold weather over the hot weather. Uh, you know, I saw a meme. That's funny. When you're saying how hot it was up there right now. We, uh, I saw a meme where it was uh, a Canadian who said, um, you know, Texas, remember that time where um, we accidentally left our weather in your backyard? We're really sorry about that. Can you please come get yours? 
I know the one you're talking about. I've seen that too. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's yeah, not fair. Uh, as Helen says in the chat, you can do something about the cold. And that's the thing. There's only so many layers I could take off before it's indecent. Yes. And I know. And that's the argument people have. Except my thing is, I feel like I'm going to die in the cold. And the worst thing I do in the heat is get sleepy. I do not feel like I'm going to die. But in the cold, I literally feel like I'm going to die. Can't feel my fingers. Can't breathe right because it hurts to breathe. I can't feel my nose. I can't. I just can't. Cannot do it. I don't care how warm the fire is or how many layers I did. And the heat never makes me feel like I'm going to die. I could be uncomfortable. I could be, you know, sluggish. But not death. So. Yep. But, you know, I think this is one of those debates that there is no right answer. That's why I asked you, because I was curious which way you fell. Yep. Awesome. Uh-oh. All right. So what do we have? Next question. I'm reading the chat. So I was just trying to make sure I wasn't missing a question. So if I'm missing a question, yell at me. Um, hot, or I asked you that one. Favorite style of music? Uh, I listen to a lot of pop, pop punk. So it's, uh, hmm. it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of men that are probably a bit too old to be singing about being angsty, but they're still singing about it ang anyway, and they're doing a great job. Would that be like Green Day? Is that what you mean? Uh, Green Day is just regular punk at this point. Uh, oh, okay. Pop punk is like uh, the new Machine Gun Kelly stuff is pop punk. Uh, that one TikTok song that's been going around that goes like a damn sociopath, that's a pop punk song. Hmm. I sounded insane with that last one. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok songs. <laughs> Just I'm watch like, it a week. That'll be out of the trends. <laughs> I'm too old for TikTok. I don't even have it on my phone. Oh, my mom uses TikTok. Nobody's too old for TikTok. Uh, okay, I feel too old for TikTok. <laughs> That's fair. My daughter is on it, and she just shows me the things I would like, and it's usually the ones with like the birds. Yeah, birds. Like I great. love African greys. So when she brings me the talking birds, I'm very happy. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, because my husband won't let me have one because he doesn't love me. So, is what Waiting it is. to hear his answer for that. <laughs> oh, it's true. true and it's story. funny because they live 80 years. <laughs> they live 80 years. And he's like, what are you going to do with it? I'm like, give it to Jenna, my daughter. And she's like, yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> so it's like, we've got it all set up, man. It's all good. But no. Oh, no. No birds. Oh. No birds. It's fine. Someday. Though I have to say I want one really bad, but when the mockingbird right outside the house is loud, annoying our cats, that drives me crazy. So I'm sure if I actually got an African Grey when he was obnoxious in the house, that would probably drive me crazy too. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't imagine I'd get a lot of work done if I had a bird chirping in my ear all day long. Nope. Nope. I would just be sitting there teaching it to talk and not get anything done. Oh, exactly. Eventually you could teach it to do, to do your editing for you though, right? Oh my gosh. There'd be more cursing, probably. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows that birds are absolute potty mouths. They are. They they pick things up and they're like, I know that's a bad word and I'm going to use it like a toddler. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Never swear in front of children. They will not stop. They will not stop ever. Uh, polos or button-ups? Uh, polos, actually. A little bit of both. Uh, button-ups for overshirts, polos for undershirts, for uh, like just regular t-shirts. That sounds fair. Mm -hmm. Cats or dogs? Dogs. I'm sorry, cat people. I just, I love puppers. They're, they're too cute. Okay. I don't blame you. I don't think you have to apologize for which animal you like. It's fair. Um, so I think that's it. So if we have anything else in the audience, otherwise, 
I would like to know where can fans find you and your work? So you can find my work on Amazon. Uh, all my books are available to purchase on Amazon. You can go to amazon.com slash DN slash Gilmore uh, and a bunch of string of numbers that I don't know how to say. So I'm just going to drop that into the chat real fast instead. Perfect. Uh, that's where you can find all my books. And I'm also available on social media. So my Facebook is facebook.com slash DM Gilmore author. And I'm on Twitter at DM underscore Gilmore. I also have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash dmgilmore, where I post early preview chapters of In Progress Works. Excellent, excellent. So for all of you who Dan is now your favorite author, please make sure to review his work and also reviewed, uh, review us wherever you get your podcast. You can also follow us on Twitch or subscribe on YouTube so that you stay up to date and come get to ask your questions. And... The, uh, we want to thank our subscribers on Twitch. You help us keep the lights on. That's DH Dunn and Roger and Helen Savore. Thank you very much. And we will see you next week, next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, where we have uh, Trish Woldridge featured. <laughs>